Would you lift your hands? Let's love the Lord together all across this house tonight. We love you, Jesus. God, we praise you. We worship you. Come on, somebody lift your voice. He's worthy of praise tonight. He's worthy of glory and honor. We exalt you. We magnify you in this house. You are great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. I feel the touch of the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. And I just believe that God has come to do great and mighty things before we leave here tonight. I direct your attention to John chapter 5. And while you're turning there, let me say what an honor it is to be here tonight, uh, to be involved in campfire. What a great camp we had. The touch of God was very evident and very real. I thank God for that. Give honor to Bishop Frost. He's loved our family uh, for many years. We honor him. Give honor to Pastor Bradford. It was 15 years ago. I was a, a young man, a teenager, and he gave me a chance at a youth convention uh, to do a word shot, and I'll forever be indebted for that moment. Thank you for believing in my generation, and we love and appreciate you. All the ministry, love you, brother and sister Bradley. So good to be with our friends. All the young people, it's good to be with you this weekend, but I believe that God's got a little bit more for us tonight. I believe that expectation is the birthplace of the miraculous. And if we come expecting, there is no telling what God will do in this house tonight. I just believe that if you've come with a need, that there is an answer that is in this house. If you've come needing the Holy Ghost tonight, you don't have to walk out of these doors without receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. If you're sick in your body, the healer is still in this house to do something beautiful. John chapter 5 and verse number 1, familiar territory. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity for thirty and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. And I want to preach to us with the help of the Holy Ghost for the next few moments, the miracle at the pool. 
the miracle at the pool. I believe that God wants to do something miraculous in this house tonight. Anybody believe that? Would you lift your hands one more time? Let's pray together and ask that God would be with us tonight. Jesus, we love you. God, we praise you. We worship you. I'm asking you that you would anoint these lips of clay. You would anoint our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, and our minds to understand tonight. We will not fail to give you praise and glory and honor that you alone are worthy of. We exalt you. We magnify you in this house. Would you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord and give him a shout of praise in this house. We praise you. We worship you. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Although his primary goal was to seek and to save that which was lost, the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ oftentimes centered around the miraculous. The four Gospels record 37 miracles of Jesus. It is interesting to note that only eight of these miracles happened inside of the synagogue, while more than three times as many happened out there, outside of the church house. And may I stop just long enough to propose to you on the very onset of this message that I believe that it is the will of God that miracles do not be confined to just inside the church house, but that there ought to be miracles take place on the outside of this house as well. None of these miracles that Jesus performed were performed randomly nor for amusement or for show. But each miracle that Jesus performed in his earthly ministry was accompanied by a message to either meet a human need or to confirm the identity of Jesus Christ. In the New Testament, three words often refer to miracles. That is power, signs, and wonders. And so the question this evening is, what is a miracle. It is nothing more than an event that is not explicable by natural or scientific law. It is an occurrence at once that is above nature or man. A miracle is something that causes one to stand back and say, I don't know how it happened and I can't explain how it happened. All I know is that it did happen. This Bible that we love and cherish is full of miracles. And let me tell you on this Sunday evening that I have not come to preach anything deep or profound, but I've come to preach to somebody in this house tonight that we serve that same miracle-working God in this house tonight. Miracles! They were unexplainable, but yet they were undeniable. Mud in the eye causing one to see. I, I can't explain it, but it's undeniable. Just touching the hem of a garment and being cleansed of my blood disease. It's unexplainable, yet it's undeniable. Water 
tasting like the best wine you've ever had. I, I can't explain it, but it's a miracle, and I can't deny it. Lazarus coming out of the grave bound hand and foot in grave clothes. It's a miracle. I, I can't explain how it all happened, but I can't deny it. I've come to preach to somebody that's in this house tonight. You've come with a need and you've come with a situation that you don't know how it's going to happen. Let me tell you there is a God that is in this house on a Sunday night and he's standing on the balcony of heaven waiting with bated breath saying hey who is it going to be tonight that I can step out and show my power and show my power on their behalf. I remember years ago I was in a college class and I'll never forget it. I was taking a class on the book of Acts and I began to write a discussion on the discussion board how miracles and signs and wonders take place in our church. And I'll never forget the response I got from my instructor who was a retired pastor of many years. And he suggested to me that miracles were a thing of the past. And if I would look around, they were just for the first century church and they were not for us today, but I've come to stand flat-footed tonight and tell you that the God that you and I serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed back then, he can heal again today. You come too late to tell me that miracles don't happen on a Sunday night. I've come to preach to somebody in this house. They are for us today. for just yesterday. It wasn't for the early church. You come too late to tell me for I've seen it for myself. I've seen the lame get up out of a wheelchair and walk. I've seen a man with a broken leg watch his cast shatter in half as he began to dance before the Lord. Just a few more or a few months ago, I saw a man who was blind in one eye who had not seen for many years. I saw as we began to pray for him, he pushed me out of the way and I wondered what was going on. He, he said, I can see again. I've come to preach to somebody and build your faith in this house tonight that whatever you need, there is nothing that is impossible for my God. You're in the right place at the right time because the miracle worker is in this house tonight. Let me build your faith today and let you know that we serve a God that can do absolutely anything. There is no situation. There is no circumstance. There is no sickness that makes him nervous, but he thrives on taking things that were impossible and making them possible for him. And so we read in our text this evening about a man that was on a search for a miracle. He was like many of us. He needed something to happen in his life. 
but the Bible lets us know that he, as the, uh, the Bible lets us know that he tried everything and nothing seemed to help. And so he laid at the pool of Bethesda, waiting for the bubbling to start to happen at the pool, hoping that one of these days he was going to be cured of his infirmity. I don't know how it all happened. I don't know how long he laid there by the pool. All I know is he was sick for 38 years, and 38 years is a long time to be sick. But if you'll indulge me tonight, I can imagine with my mind's eye as he laid there by the pool in year one, he was younger. Maybe he had a little bit more strength, and he would see the bubbling begin to happen, and he would get the pool and get to the edge of the pool and somebody would jump in right before him and he would go back to his spot laying by the pool hoping that maybe next year it would be his day and year two rolled around and he got so close to being the first in the pool but he missed it and Year five rolled around and it was no different. And year 10 rolled around and he was becoming disappointed. I, I've laid here for 10 long years and, and I thought I would get my miracle by now and I, I thought I would get my answer by now, but, but it hasn't come yet. And year 20 comes around and he's frustrated and now he's starting to accept his lot in life. And maybe 38 years later, he finds himself sitting by the pool of Bethesda sitting at the house of mercy waiting for a miracle waiting for the waters to be troubled just dreaming about being healed and I can imagine after 38 years he, he may have come to the resolve that there's no way I'm going to get in there now. I'm, I'm older. My, my handicap is worse now than it's ever been before. I, I'm going to live the rest of my life with this sickness and with this handicap. And perhaps he began to move a little closer or a little further away from the pool. He, he used to hang out by the edge, but, but now he's grabbed a lounge chair under the cabana and he's sipping on iced tea and, and eating cheese and grapes and playing with games uh, with friends who had been there just as long as him. If we're going to hang out at the pool, we might as well have fun and have ourselves a little pity party while we're here. We're going to die like this. We've been here a long time, and we haven't got our miracle yet. And, and so why even try any longer? We, we might as well enjoy the sunset and, and just hang out. And I don't know who you are tonight, but I, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. I, I don't know what your handicap is, and maybe you're spiritually lame tonight. And maybe you're abused, and you've been cheated on. You're hurting, and you're broken, and, and you're here, and you're spiritually paralyzed. And you've been waiting for 38 years by the pool, and your miracle hasn't happened yet. And you don't know what's going on, and... You don't know if I'm ever going to get what I need from God. And, and I've come to preach to somebody today that you feel stuck by the pool. You come to church. You lift your hands. You sing the songs of Zion. You make your way to an altar and somebody prays over you. And, 
and your situation's not fixed yet, and, and your miracle hasn't happened for you yet, and you're not sure is it really worth it to keep on coming. I've come to preach to somebody tonight that before this service is over, the waters are fixing to be troubled in this house, and you don't have to walk out of here the same way that you came. But there is a miracle that is waiting on you in this house. You got so close to the miracle, you can almost feel it. This is going to be the day. I can imagine that that man at the pool, he got so close. There was an excitement. This is it. This is the moment I've been waiting for. But when the day came, he felt it, but he never received it. I'm preaching to somebody in this house tonight. You felt the touch. You thought you were so close to that breakthrough, but it didn't happen like you thought it should. Did it happen as fast as you thought it should? You backed away from the pool and you're not hanging out there any longer. I've come to preach to somebody tonight. Instead of getting away from the altar, it's time to get closer to the altar and say, God, I'm not going to leave here until I get my miracle. I'm not going to leave here until I get my answer tonight. You thought you were going to be free of that addiction. You thought you were going to be free of that turmoil. I'm preaching to somebody in this house tonight. You just thought it was all over. Everything's going to be good. I've come to preach hope from the miracle at the pool tonight. It's not over for you yet. Don't lose hope yet. Hope deferred. Make it the heart sick. But when your answer cometh, it is the tree of life. I know you cried because you wanted it. But the Holy Ghost sent me here to preach to you tonight that weeping may endure for the night. But if you'll just hold on a little longer, joy is going to come in the morning. It's not time to throw in the towel. It's not time to give up yet because your answer hasn't come. I've come to preach to you tonight. It's time to come back in on a Sunday night and say, here am I, God. I still need a miracle. I still need an answer. And I'm not going to leave until I get it. I'm not going to give up, but I'm going back to an altar. I'm going back in faith. I'm going back believing that you are well able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. And so they sat around at the pool on this wonderful day. Frustration. Was across many of their faces. Will it ever happen? Will I ever get healed? Will I ever get my answer? They were not just physically handicapped now, but now they had become spiritually handicapped. They had no faith. They were struggling to believe that they would ever receive their miracle. But on this day, it was going to be a little bit different for someone. Jesus walks into the area. He sees the pool. 
He sees the handicapped. He sees the impotent. He sees the halt. He sees the blind. But he walks straight over to this man who had been blind for 38 years. And he looked at him and said, Sir, I've got a question for you. Do you want to be healed? What kind of question is that, Jesus? Everybody that hangs out at the pool is sick. And yet you're asking this man, do you want to be healed? And, and I find it interesting that the man never answers the question directly. But he begins to give every excuse under the sun. I have no man to put me in the water. It gets troubled. And I look around for some help. But there's nobody to help me get in the water. There's something that rises up inside of me when I read that text that I want to shake the blind man and say, do you know who you're talking to? You're talking to the healer of all diseases. You're talking to the miracle worker. And Jesus finally says, I'm sick of your excuses. I'm sick of it all. I want to know right now, will you take up your bed and walk. He hasn't been able to take care of himself. He's been waiting on hand and foot. Jesus, you want to know if he wants to be healed. But I believe the question was deeper than that. Jesus wanted to know, have you become so comfortable in this position that you are satisfied with where you are? Or are you ready to get out of it and get a miracle? Are you comfortable with being sick? I'm preaching to somebody tonight that you become comfortable in your situation. You become comfortable with your addiction. And the Holy Ghost has sent me here tonight to preach to you that if you want to get out of it tonight, you can get out of it. If you want to get free of your addiction tonight, you can get free of your addiction tonight. If you want to be healed tonight, you can be healed. Jesus knew what he needed. He was waiting on the man to confess his need. Sometimes I believe that all Jesus is waiting for is for you to open your mouth and confess what you want and what you need. He knew the answer. But Jesus wanted to know, are you desperate enough for a miracle that you're going to open your mouth and confess what you need. I'm preaching to somebody tonight that it's time to open your mouth and say, God, I can't do it by myself anymore. I can't do it. I know I have no one to put me in the water, but I need your help tonight. I don't want to leave the same way that I came. And Jesus said, it's time to get up, pick up your bed, and walk. I know it's not the season for the water to be troubled, but get up. I know the water isn't rippling and bubbling like you're used to seeing, but it's time to get up 
for today is your miracle. And the Bible says that this man gets up and guess what happens? He is whole of his infirmity. Obedience will always precede the miraculous. When he got up, he was able to walk. When he got up, he was able to swim. When he got up, he was able to leap and dance before the Lord. When he got up, his excuses went to the wayside. When he got up, he got his miracle. And I've come to preach to somebody in this house tonight. You've been laying down at the pool, giving every excuse as to why you can't get what you need from God. I've come to tell you on this Sunday night, it's time. It's time to get up. It's time to get up and go get your miracle. I have no man to put me in the water. I come from a broken home. I come from messed up circumstances. I come from an abusive relationship. My finances are a mess. It's been this way for 38 years. I'm not going to get it. But you hear me tonight. It's time to get up. The miracle worker is in this house. It's time to go get your miracle. You can lay here by the pool and be an invalid for the rest of your life or you can get up. You can lay here by the pool and die in your dilemma or you can get up and go get a miracle. You can let your circumstances cloud your vision and your judgment for the foreseeable future or you can get up on a Sunday night and say, hey, I'm not leaving until I get a miracle. I'm not leaving until I get a blessing. Musicians coming, I'm almost done. It wasn't the right time for the waters to be troubled. It wasn't the season for the angel to come. But you hear me when Jesus shows up. Schedules go out the window. What you're used to means nothing to the master. When he shows up, he's always going to show up on his own time. He's never early. He's never late. But he comes right on time. I'm preaching to us tonight. We need to stop trying to put God in a time constraint box. He didn't show up when I thought I needed him. So I'm just going to throw in the towel. I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to walk out. No, you just hold on, baby. A little while longer, there is a miracle that has your name on it. He's just waiting for somebody on a Sunday night and say, God, I'm not leaving here until I get my miracle. I'm not leaving here until I get an assurance that my kids are coming back home. I'm not leaving here until I know that you're going to do something great for me. Everybody standing. Hear me tonight. He doesn't operate on man's timing, but he operates on his own timing. And I believe tonight 
that the Holy Ghost is fixing to do something miraculous in this house. If you got a need, I don't care if it's been three days, three years, or 38 years, there is a God that is standing and hovering in this house tonight saying, hey, I can't wait to do it for somebody tonight. I can't wait to do the miraculous for somebody. Right now, all across this house, if you've got a need, if you've got a sickness in your body, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to lift your voice. The Holy Ghost is fixing to do something in this house tonight. You don't have to leave the same way you came, sir. You're not here by accident, ma'am. But God's come to meet your need in this house. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. Nothing oh, that's it. Is A miracle worker is in this house tonight. The healer is in this house tonight. The deliverer is in this house tonight.